it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. That's right. It's the Weekly Scramble here. My name is Chris Reavers. By my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Store. Hello, Michael. How are you doing, Reavers? I'm good, and uh, I'm just reminding myself of something I wanted to bring up with you. Uh... So remember the the bouquet I tossed to the way of Bud Light for their fall sampler seltzer yes. pack. You yes. remember this? Where you you sent them a little bit of love? Yes, I did. I was very impressed with it, despite the fact I thought I would hate it. Mm-hmm. Well, I tried their <gasps> Christmas holiday nog version. Oh. <laughs> Oh, that was not good. It's not good. Okay, so the fla- <laughs> was it just one flavor of eggnog? No, it was. Did they have like they pe- had uh, spearmint, eggnog, cranberry? Uh, cranberry would have been good, but oh, I'm forgetting the other two flavors. Don't don't waste your time. Oh, don't waste my time. Don't okay. waste your time. But now by Why saying that, I become that, the seltzer aficionado uh, all of a sudden. Know, just pretend. Just think of this. Okay. If we become really, really huge, like maybe as big as Garage Logic, right? Oh if we ever get that big, sure. Do you think people will just like will Bud Light just send us their next seltzer? I think technically that's illegal. No, this is podcast. Well, that's radio, true. you can't do that. True. Podcast, you can do whatever you we want. We open for business. Yes. <laughs> Chris Reavers will be the sample taster, and you know what's going to happen, Bud Light, if you. Chris is not a dope. He's going to love the flavor of eggnog, right? Sure. I mean, sure. You're, you're never going to give it old. Ugh. You, we do not have enough guile to be the type of people who would say, thank you, Bud Light, for sending that to us for free, but I don't like it. We would never but do I that. I guess here's what I kind of love about it, because a company of that magnitude... Mm-hmm. They're just saying, let's throw this against the wall and see if it sticks. Yeah, but you know what I'm saying. But Bud Light eggnog flavor seltzer oh. might actually stick. That doesn't sound very good. Well, and I don't even know if I am or if I'm not an eggnog guy. Are you an eggnog guy? You know, I, like a like a shot worth, right? Because I what I do is I end up pouring like a full glass of eggnog, like thinking that it's a you know like a, a milk milk or something. Yeah, and then you're like, oh, that's a lot of caloric intake, and it, so just a small amount. Okay, with with vodka. <laughs> and some ice cubes. And some harmony spirits. And some harmony spirits. Pour that in oh, there. Oh, that sounds yeah, see, good. Uh, and I'm not. I don't. I don't. I don't know if I'm for anti nog. I, I don't really know if I am or not. I mean, it, the concept sounds fine, but I'm not really a big dairy guy. I'm gonna just go ahead and Except say something to you. You just learned something. I just learned something about you. Oh, right. So you work with n- not me. You work with on your other show, the Garage Logic. Some of the. Biggest names in radio in the Twin Cities. Okay. <laughs> One of them is Pat Royce. Okay. And what Pat Royce will say is definitive statements like, I'm not an eggnog guy. Yes. Right? You are still on the fence. Sure. And Royce will say things like, I'm not a sportsmanship <laughs> guy. Which, did you, you heard that you were there? Oh, yeah, I was there. I yeah. mean, what a great, what kind of guy says... I'm not into sportsmanship. Well, and that's why I had to start the list years ago of things Roycey hates. Yes. Because I think it could be kind of funny. It, it, I initially started to do it thinking it might be a funny State Fair t-shirt, 
But the list got so, so damn long. long that there's no way it would so fit on a T-shirt. So do you think that makes him great because he takes full force stance? What makes Royce great is the fact that he simply doesn't give care. a damn. He just doesn't care. He doesn't yeah. care if you like him or not. Yeah. He doesn't. He, he just doesn't care, which is exactly what I love. Yet about he's him. incredibly likable. If you meet him in person, oh God, he's the best. Unbelievably likable because yeah. you don't know what he's going to be like. And he's a real gentleman in, in you know, yeah, outside, he's, no, and he's, he's a gentleman fantastic. on the show, too. But maybe that's why you haven't hit the fame of one Patrick James I'm, Stephen Royce. Because I'm not willing to take a bold stance on eggnog. On whether I like eggnog or not, right? <laughs> you might be right. I, who knows? <laughs> but I, I love it. I was listening to the, the podcast from yesterday, Garage Logic from yesterday, and, or the, it was Monday, Monday Night, Night Sports, Sports Talk. Talk. Yeah. And when he said, I, I'm against sportsmanship, I'm like, wait, that can't be right. But he was talking about how Cousins... After his oh, yeah. epic, epic loss, what was he doing? He was out. He ran out in the middle they of the field. Were, he was laughing and smiling and hugging the uh, other team's players to the point where former Viking quarterback Tommy Kramer tweeted at him. like, what are you doing? What are you doing? The, you had a humiliating, life, career-changing, life-changing right. loss. You, you just lost to a team that was 0-10-1, and, and they were Desperately trying to give it to you, and you still found a way and, to blow and you it. Still found a way to blow it. Yeah, I don't think. I mean, I, I'm all for uh, you tackle a guy real well, right? You reach down, you pick him up. They hit each other on the back. Say, hey, nice tackle. That was a good hit. Yep. Like I'm okay with that, right? Sure. But you still win, right? Or more importantly, you don't lose. Winning is kind of great, yeah. but not losing is better. Yes, right. I, I would say that that's that's very accurate. Yeah, because if they would have beat Detroit. They would have flown home on the plane. Nothing would have happened. It was just one of those games where just get out alive. You know, oh. I mean, it, it, who cares if it's ugly, but just find a way because, my God, that was embarrassing. I feel like I've seen that game, that Vikings game, the equivalent game yeah. over and over and over in my – and it, 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 I, I take this back to the Packers win where people were saying, I think the Vikings are going to win. And I just thought, how moronic that you would think that. And they were right. They got lucky. But why? Why would anybody believe that? Right? <laughs> Good for us. So you, you want – I wanted to, to, to guess, dig deeper on this topic. Well, I, I know why the Vikings lost, and it's clear as day. Okay, because you are a football fan. You've been bit. a football observer for many years, yep. so obviously you know how to break down the tape and figure out exactly what's plaguing this team. 100%. Right. So I go back to the pugilists, the great fighters of the world. And what <laughs> fighters will not do is they will refrain from any physical female contact for weeks oh, before a fight because they need to build up that aggression like, vim and anger. vigor yeah but our coach oh, no. zimmer <laughs> he's dating one katarina elizabeth mikaton who's like an instagram gorgeous model wait i mean he must be a nice guy what i don't know him at all she is so far out of his looks league sure first of all he's like an adult old man like me right she's this young pretty thing <laughs> And what if he's just losing his vim and vigor because he's not thinking straight because maybe, just maybe, huh. she's allowing him to see her naked? I'm I, just making that up. I, when the story first broke of Coach Zimmer's relationship with this young lady, mm. I was waiting because I normally will listen to almost every Vikings press conference. I used to have to, sure. given our old duties done at the radio station. But I've I've almost wanted to listen every time to hear which reporter was going to try and attempt to ask about her in a press conference oh. 
To which I know then Zimmer would have ripped that person's head off. So what? Right? It, it, I, you know, I'm joking, obviously. Sure. But I don't know if I'm joking. Because he could just be hmm, interesting. He could just be not focused enough. You've seen this girl. I have. She could take some of your focus. I can see how someone would lose focus being involved with the her. The difference between beating Denver, or excuse me, Detroit, and losing to Detroit is just maybe a few percentage points, right, in performance. And maybe she's just a few percentage points off. I think we should start a petition. You do? We should say he can't date her, oh. or can't date, or has to refrain from any physical contact through the rest of the year, or he should maybe voluntarily just... Uh, pass the torch to another coach. That's not a bad idea. Boy, that's a now. See, you're going to the Royce School of Broadcasting. Yeah, you're I'm, taking, I'm taking a, a bold stance. stance. But what I'm, it's an uneducated stance. <laughs> I get that. I'm not a great sports mind, but I'm, uh, I'm willing to lay my reputation down for it. That I bet you anything that that's what's causing this. L- let me ask you something. Yeah. So if, if the petition is started, the, yes. the Mike Fratelloni petition to save the Viking season. Yes. Whatever we're gonna yeah. call it. <laughs> Who does that petition go to? The 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 Will family, the owners of the team. Uh, where where does the petition go? You know what we should do? We should try to have contact with her, and oh, that seems like a really good but idea. Plead to her, <laughs> hey, could you if you could refrain or not even refrain? Better yet, just deny. Say if we don't get a win, guess what? So okay, um, boy, you you. Uh, it's important to her. I did not because, think this was coming up. Today. Uh, how about this? What if he loses his job? Then she's just dating an old guy with no job. <laughs> she could be dating anybody at that point. And he's not an old guy. He's 58 or whatever he is, right? I think he's in his 60s, actually. Okay, 60s, he's an old guy yeah. with a hot girlfriend. And now, so she's got more to lose than him almost. I better look that up quick okay. before... Katrina. I, no, no, no. I, I already Katarina. know what she looks oh, okay. at. I, oh, okay, I, I, <laughs> just checking. Yeah, I, uh, How old is Zimmer? He's got to be... He's 65. Oh, wow. I, well, I, he, you know what? He looks pretty darn good for 65. Sure he does. Yeah, yeah I mean, you know, well, whatever. So I think we should maybe Boy, appeal to her. Boy, when you look Zimmer, she does happen to appear does she in, just? In, isn't in that funny? Because it's the only picture anybody wants to look at when they when they. Well, uh, speaking of that uh, and the Vikings' epic loss to Detroit, mm-hmm. you are aware of the video that surfaced of the Rams. I almost said Rams. He used to play for the Rams. The Detroit Lions quarterback, Jared Goff. I have not. I have not seen this video. Well, what happened, uh, Michael, is because it was a big win. Detroit had not won a football game in almost an entire calendar year. I think it was 364 days since their previous win. Okay. And when Jared Goff's girlfriend found out that they had won a game where he threw the game-winning touchdown pass. Are you unfamiliar with this story? I, I, I did not see the video. Jared Goff's girlfriend... Oh, just so happened to be at a um, a a shoot, oh, a photo shoot. Okay, for Sports Illustrated's swimsuit issue. Oh, okay. So when the I believe it, I'm just assuming it was the cameraman that held up his phone to show mm-hmm. her the game-winning touchdown pass. She started to jump up and down and celebrate. Enjoy, enjoy. Yeah. Okay. So she was celebrating the, okay. the the big win, and I believe that video may have broken the internet at some point. So maybe Goff is suffering from the exact same things that Zimmer could is, be. right? Very Too well hot of a girlfriend, be. he's lost his edge. Yeah. You know, honest to God, I, it sounds like I'm being moronic, which I've been told I've been <laughs> once or twice, but boxers won't do it. They won't let that focus get pulled from, granted, they're getting punched in the face and might die, right? Mm-hmm. But... You don't want that focus. You don't want to uh, have a fourth down and 12 and think to yourself, I wonder what Katarina's doing right now. Or, 
maybe what defensive play should we run? Maybe we should put some pressure on the quarterback because every time we do, yeah. he just whips the ball into the air instead of <laughs> throws a laser to the touchdown for a win. Oh, that was uh, oh, wow. Never well, that was, that was my breakdown. That was my full congratulations, uh, Vikings. You've you've done it to me again. You had me suckered in thinking we could maybe get into a playoff spot now. So you did mention sports talk, and one thing I did want to mention because we kind of we we run the gamut on this show. Yeah, um, we used to just solely focus on beer, and I've got some beer news coming up here. But as long as we're in the sports department for this particular portion of the show, I did want to uh, send out some some congratulatory notes to. Uh, former Twins pitcher Jim Cott, who was mm-hmm. elected to the Hall of Fame along with his teammate uh, Tony Oliva, which I thought was pretty cool that they're both going in at the same time. And we discussed it at length yesterday on Monday Night Sports Talk. But I do have to share um, an embarrassing um, Uh-oh. piece oh, no. to that. You see, um, for oh, I want to I, I want to say two or three years uh, when I was uh, Royce's producer in the afternoon show, The Ride with Royce. Mm-hmm. Um, we used to have Jim Cott on during the baseball season. He would rotate, I believe, with Tom Kelly every other week. It was great. He was okay. always, I don't know if you've ever heard Million Jim. stories, they said. Right? Yeah, and, and Jim Jim is a legendary broadcaster. He's just a great storyteller, right? And it. And I, here's why I liked him so much. And I mean this because you know I love Royce. Jim Cott and TK were the only two guests, and I mean this because I was sitting right there observing every minute of that mm-hmm. show, that Royce never interrupted. Oh, really? As in he would ask the question and let wait and just let yeah. them go, which is, I kept trying to make Pat do more of that, but mm. trying to teach an old dog new tricks. <laughs> but anyway, and that's and that's just how much respect Pat had for both of those guys. And it was always a great conversation. Obviously, I'm a huge baseball guy, and it was just fun. So with that, you know, I would always have to coordinate with Jim, uh, hey, uh, are you still good for 5 o'clock on mm-hmm. Tuesday or whatever the time was? And he would always, yep, yep, absolutely. Can't, so can't wait. like via email. Via text. Or, oh, text. Via text, okay, yep. Yeah. And, and he was always great, always responded. So um, Sunday night when it was announced that that he had won, um, I thought, I know what I'll do after drinking beer and watching football for oh, eight no. straight hours. Is oh, no. I'll send a congratulatory text to Jim because we had – Previously corresponded, yeah, right? and you guys were—I mean, you—you you know him. Well, kind of. We've never met—we've never met face to face, but we've exchanged. Um, oh, so he would be on—he would—he would be a call-in guest only. Correct. Yeah, okay, he was so, never okay. in studio. Got it. He was always doing a game somewhere. Sure. You know, because I believe he's paired with Bob Costas on MLB Network, which which makes a hundred hundred. So points. it was. Uh, this one was It was very. Oh. I just. I. I I looked at it because I I had a dream that night that I said, boy, I I remember. And then I looked at my phone and went, oh, oh, Reavers, no, no, Reavers. But then I thought more about it. What I sent wasn't bad. It was congratulatory. Was it uh, spelled correctly? Was it yeah. So there wasn't yeah. any yours, theirs, there, theirs that no, were wrong. No, 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 no. Everything it was it all was, the right it was forms. Just, just, okay. I was excited to hear uh, uh, uh-huh. about uh, about the announcement. Uh, so thankful or so so happy for you and everything like that. But then I thought, why did I do that? Let me guess. <laughs> His response was. Thank you, Reavers. That's so great of you. I'm so very excited. I'm so glad you were able to acknowledge it. Thank you. To my best buddy, Chris Reavers. No, he uh, did not respond. He did not respond. In fact, um, I'm looking at it right now. And, did uh, you sign your name on it? 
Because a lot of people will yes. send me texts that they don't sign their name, so I don't have it in my phone, and I don't yes. know who sent it. Okay, so you did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, no. In fact, I don't even think he's read it. Oh, so not, he... only, not only is it not a response, but I'm sure he's been busy. Well, not to mention he's <laughs> not he's not probably holding on to his cell phone all that. He's an 80-some-year-old guy, 83, right? I believe. 83-year-old guy. Yep. Maybe as an 83-year-old guy, he's not caring about text messages. That could be. And Maybe he's been he a little busy over something. the last 48 Telegram. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's been a little busy over the last 48 hours Can or I so. Can I admit something? Please. Uh, Jim Cutt? Yeah. Do, do I remember him? Like, what is my... You seriously don't know who Jim Cutt is? I, Honestly, obviously, I know who Tony Oliva is. I, I know who that is. Did they play together? Yeah, they did. What 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 year am Jim, I missing? Uh, came over uh, with the franchise. He was a Washington senator. That's how far back. He okay, goes so with like that we're order. talking sixties. Oh yeah, yeah. In fact, uh, I don't rem- uh, I don't remember what his well his first year with the Twins was nineteen sixty one when the franchise moved to. Okay, so I was negative ten. And when, how long did he play? What 10. what did he play till? What did he, he? I believe his last. I, I should look this up. Tell you what, mm-hmm. do this. Yes. Go to that computer right in yeah, front yep. of you right. on the Google search engine. Type in Jim Cott space baseball reference. Okay. All right. Well, and just, while you do that, I, I'm going to see if I remember. Is this um, Sutray's computer? Sure is. Totally locked up. Hold on. Let me see if I can get Google Chrome open. Okay. Are you kidding me? Okay. Jim Cott. Jim Cott and do baseball reference. I believe his final season was on the World Series team with the St. Louis Cardinals, and they beat the Brewers in 1982, and I know he was a relief pitcher on that team. I, I think that might have been his final season. So he, he had. Is this possible? Has he? Did he truly have? Did he play all the way till 1983? Okay, so it was 83 was his final year. I is thought that, it was is that possible? Did he start oh, in yeah. 1959? Yeah, he was. Mike, no way. Yes, he he was. That that's basically how he got it. It was his longevity. Because You're kidding me. His final however many seasons there were, he was a, a basically a junk balling relief pitcher because he was just trying to get guys out. And he was with played yeah. St. Louis. Was I right? St. Louis was his St. last Louis year. St. Louis in '83. Okay, so he did. Boy, stand. that seems like I guess he wasn't very old. He was only 44 in '83, but in '61 or in '59 he was 20. Yeah. Wow, that is unbelievable. That seems like a really really long career. When you're looking yeah. at this, that's amazing. So he played for the Twins from. 61-ish to uh, 72, and then had a year off with Toronto and then came back to the Twins. Yeah, that I wonder why that right. happened. Uh, Royce, actually told, told the story yesterday. He and the ownership group did not uh, see eye to eye because that was back when basically ownership owned you. They, there, were, okay. there wasn't free agency. There wasn't... So they they always negotiated your contract. There, there, it wasn't set up like it is today. So, so he, he bounced around. I wonder if... Obviously, he had a stellar career. I don't know who he is. I, I don't know. I just can't really. He finished in '83, so I was I was like a a, a, a member of society. But, I was 12 years old in '83. I would have maybe known, but he wasn't. He didn't play for the Twins. You're also he, not uh, the world's biggest baseball fan. No, no, I'm I'm not a baseball fan hardly at all. <laughs> I mean, I like it. I like going to the stadium because I think it's beautiful. Yeah, it's fun. It's it it looks great. And well, I'll let me guess. Um, when you and your beautiful beloved are, uh, let's just say, down in Scottsdale, mm-hmm. uh, yep. you're not going to yep. drag her to the uh, uh, winter league uh, championship. No, game? you know, down in Fort Myers, we'll go to some Twins games down in Fort Myers for spring training. Yeah. Sure, okay. I mean, that, that's fun. I I, I, I was I making fun do of what myself. Did. Yeah, right I did. Yeah. And four games, I wouldn't do that like you did. But you know, it's 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 fine. 
uh, you know, people are going to make fun of me for this. I just, I guess I just didn't really get it. I, I just don't, I played it and I, it was, in fact, it was the sport I loved the most because I was mm. a pitcher, right? I loved it. Sure. I, you, you, in no sport do you feel like more in control of the game than on the mound. Your cadence is how it runs, yep. how your performance is, how the whole yep. game depends on you, yep. right? But it's a little nervous. I remember, I, you know, very few things, I, I've mentioned this before, very few things I remember from my childhood. I have very poor memory, but I can remember specific at bats. Who the person was huh. breathing into my glove, saying, "Oh my God, this kid's gonna hit home run." I mean, just psyching <laughs> myself out, right? And just and just, or you know, when it was what a full field? count. What field? Do you remember what field you played? Oh, uh, we on? played all through Roseville, Minnesota. I mean, oh, it was okay. just it just everywhere. But okay. I just, I can remember thinking, "Oh, this kid owns me." I mean, I just I don't know why. I just knew he was gonna get a hit. Oh my God! Oh, that was horrible. So let's transition to a list I'd been wanting to get to you, uh, get to with you, uh, and this is from the Thrillist. It's the 13 U.S. destinations that are secretly hiding incredible beer scenes. Hmm. Uh, I don't even, I forgot to scan ahead. I don't even know if the Twin Cities is listed on here because if it's not, then it's a travesty. Oh, well, no. we're not hiding it. That's true. Uh, but And the other reason I want to bring this up is you, you travel quite a bit. I do. A, a lot more than I do. And some of these places I've never been, so I was interested to get your All opinion right, let's on see. them. Let's uh, go. Number one on this list. Wait, well, wait, wait. No, wait. You're going to top one first. Well, that's, I don't know. You don't know. want to work backwards. Uh, it's not numbered, so I think it's just a compilation of, okay. of hidden gems. I Got don't it. think they're okay. listing it in this, order. This isn't the number one, exactly. the, the ultimate. Okay. So the first stop is Raleigh, North Carolina. Their essential brewery stops are Full Steam, Brewery, Bahava, and Trophy. I'm unfamiliar with all three of those uh, particular hmm. breweries, but I've never been to Raleigh, North Carolina, so Sounds I don't really have never been there either. So I figured you had golfed it in that area no, at some point. No, never been to Raleigh. Never been to Raleigh. Okay, well, that's interesting. How about Yakima, Washington? I have. I have been there. Bale Breaker Brewing, Single Hill Brewing, and Veritol Brew Beer Company. Veritol? How, how, v- I mean, let's just pretend v- it's Veritol. That sounds like one of those commercials that says, if you're allergic to Veritol, do not right d- take. I always hate that when they have one of those commercials for the pills, that the now the pill of the day, and they say, if you're allergic to this pill, don't take it. It's like, huh, I wonder how I'd figure out if I was allergic to that right. pill. Uh, wh- where is Yakima, Washington? It, right there. <laughs> it's not. It's not uh, that far out of Seattle, right? Oh, so it's a suburb of Seattle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, I, okay. I've been there. I, I, you know, I don't know. All a right. lot of places I go without really knowing I'm there. Sure, if that makes any sense. Uh, Sonoma County, California. I think that's pretty obvious. Although I would, I would contend. Although that, Sonoma doesn't have beer. Well, it has. Uh, Sonoma says Russian River Brewing. Okay. Third Street Ale Works, uh, Bear Republic, and Fog Belt Brewing Company. Because usually Sonoma's wine. Well, that's what right? I was going to say. Because I thought they were, well, obviously they are, but maybe they're saying, well, hey, we've got all these people coming here for, uh, you know, tourists that are visiting all the, the wineries in the area. Maybe somebody decided to capitalize on it. Who knows? You know, I, well, the guy wants to have a couple area, beers, the wife wants to have a couple Chardonnays, yeah. right? Uh, oh, by the way, when you when you do your Harmony Spot, I want to tell, I picked out the new name of their new drink. Oh, okay, it's cool. The Harmony Killabrew. Harmony Killebrew. Genius. That's not that bad, That's right? That's not that bad. I mean, that, and you could just spell it kill a brew, right? Because yeah. they they serve alcohol, not beer. Harmony Killebrew, get it? I get it. And we were talking about old twins. That's and not bad. Yeah, I mean, I doubt they can use it. Did but you I, just, when we were t- discussing baseball, is that when it popped Well, I knew that we were talking about booze, yeah. so Harmony was on my mind. Okay. Talking about baseball, Harmony Killebrew was on my mind. Because I'm trying to think of people from that genre, that, sure. that time period, that sure. I knew. Okay. So, uh, Harmony Killebrew. Um... It. How about the Hudson Valley, New York? Hudson Valley, I've been there. Uh, yeah. Drowned Lands Brewing, Hudson Valley Brewing, Ober Creek Brewing Company, 
and Suarez Family Brewery. I've never been to that. I got to say, I'm not a big New York guy. It, it, like the state or the city? The, the city. Oh, the really? city of New yeah. York. I'm not a, I'm not a fan. And I, obviously now that we're mandating yeah. now that we're mandating five-year-olds be vaccinated to go to a restaurant. No, I'm kidding. How do you do? Well, that's what um, they're doing. Yeah. But here's why I didn't like it. I, I've, I've only been there twice. Mm-hmm. The last time I was there, it was me, my wife, and another couple for my 30th birthday. And we went to a Yankee game. They were playing the Twins. Uh, she and I drove up to Cooperstown. Fun. It was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And we did a bunch of the, you know, we went to a couple of great restaurants in downtown. But the hotel we were staying at was maybe two blocks from Times Square. Okay. So we were right there. Right there. Right? I never could settle. It's just constant, constant. stimulation. Yeah. Right? And yeah. I just I just can't vibe with that kind of thing. I think I could do it. I don't know. I think my oh. mind says I could live there. Boston, I loved. I loved Boston. Yeah. I thought it was a cool city. Boston's beautiful. But and you got the history of Boston. True. Yeah. But New York, just no thank you. I don't know what it's like. I haven't been there for a few years now, especially with COVID coming through, sure, right? Sure. And I, I, I wonder if it's dramatically different because last time I was there, it was nice. Well, I and do it felt know. Safe and clean. I can't imagine that the, into the the service industry is surviving. I don't know how they do it. Right. right? I mean, you've I mean, got millions of restaurants, and now you know you're already. You're you're hurting your base. Yeah, I, I don't but know. it's I, also you know the the populace there have no choice but to kind of go out to eat plus, too. It's not cheap no. to do anything there. Nothing's cheap. A- anything. There. Nothing's cheap anywhere though. Right. That's now. a good point. Yeah, things seem to be expensive. Next on this list of the best underrated beer cities: Duluth, Minnesota, and the North Shore. Hmm. Uh, they cite Ben Paddle, Castle Danger, and Voyager Brewing, and that's one of the things I always mentioned is how underrated the Duluth beer scene is. Plus, it's just a cool vibe. I love going up there in the summer. If there's a show on, mm-hmm. uh, what's the, what's the stage there? Uh, Canal Park. Yep, Canal Park. Uh, such a great area. If you, and it's not, you know, it's two and a half hours to get there. I, yeah. I, I, I love Duluth. I would say it's Duluth is open for me like three months. <laughs> if it's not, if it's not in those three months, I'm not going up there. It's I re- cold. Up I there. remember I had was it a wedding? It was a wedding. Uh, you know, a college college buddy got married. And he and his wife decided that they wanted to have a winter wedding, which, okay, cool. Okay. In Duluth. Oh. This would have been, wow. oh, this was a while ago. And it snowed so oh, hard. No. So we were in, I, what was I driving at the time? I, I had a Jeep, a, a, a Jeep Grand Cherokee. Okay. So, so you could get through at least. It was, well, that's where I'm going. Oh, wow. It was me and my wife, uh, who was my girlfriend at the time, and then another couple riding with us. And I got the four-wheel drive. And that's why they rode with us, because they didn't have four-wheel drive. Mm. And we saw the forecast, like, well, we better. And I said, yeah, absolutely, come with us. So I remember we left on a Friday afternoon, and we started to head north. And the snow wasn't supposed to hit until late that afternoon slash that evening. And I remember getting to about, oh, I don't even think we made it to, um, oh, what's that city? Cloquet. Okay. And it, we we were on thirty five and couldn't move. Oh no! Oh yeah, it was it was that bad. What do you do? Uh, well, you know, you just have to wait it out. It's like mm-hmm. this morning, you know, you yeah. just gotta, you don't have it's a choice. There's nowhere while. to go because yeah. we had, you know, made re- reservations at a hotel in, oh, in the no. city. So it, yeah, I, I don't advise getting married in Duluth in the wintertime. That's just my personal opinion. But. No, I went up there and did one of the grandma's marathons, and you I, did? I, oh yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I think I went up there a few times for it. But okay. One of the times. Wait, you ran in it or you? No, no, I, I ran in it. Oh, okay. And I, okay. Uh, in fact, this this time I had a buddy who had a bad knee and he said, hey, I'm going to run half of it 
and then you know just step Walk out, right? And well, I'll just kind of jump out. Oh, okay. So halfway through, he says, "Hey, I'm going to go to the other side." And we separated sides that we wanted to get you our could drinks. Do that. Yeah, this was years ago. Oh, and um, so yeah, he just stopped, right? He stopped running, but I didn't. I thought he stopped running, but in reality, I started walking. And he, because I was kind of tired, I started walking, and he continued to run. Well, I finished in five hours and 55 minutes. I had had my T-shirt, like, wrapped around my head because the sun was, it was one of those years that it was, like, 79 degrees or 70, like, super warm. I'm burnt red. People are saying, you're doing great. I'm like... I've been walking for 13 miles. I'm dying. Trust me, I'm not doing great. I don't know why I'm here. This is so stupid. But the guy who's going to take me home is at the end of this race, and he ended up beating me by like an hour and a half or something. And he had a bad knee. And he had a bad knee. He's like, well, it's all good. I just kept running. I'm like, you told me you were going to stop. You literally turned to me and said, this is where I'm going to stop. And he said, yeah, but I felt good. So I just felt like such a moron. And it was so adorable because people on the, like, the side of the race are like, you're doing great. You got this. I'm like, shut up. Shut up. No, I am yeah. not doing great. Like I, could, I look like I'm on the baton death march. <laughs> oh, I, Jess, my, my wife, she she ran Duluth three times, I believe, three or four. I can't remember. She did that one a couple times. She did the, the Twin Cities one a couple times, and she did Boston. Okay. She qualified for Boston. Oh, at, that's a fast race. At Duluth, you yeah, know, um, which was great because it, it really meant a lot to her. And it was fun. Uh, being out there that day was fun. But I'll never forget before her first one, and she was super nervous. Mm-hmm. And so uh, my buddy Ben, we stayed at his place because he lives right on the corner of where you would take the turn down to Canal Park to finish the race. Cool. So this was really, it was perfect. And so she gets to bed early and it's me and five of my buddies and we stayed up. Oh my God, we stayed up late. (laughs) And I remember she had to be down at the bus to take her up to the starting line Mm -hmm. at like five in the morning or something ridiculous where I basically slept for about a half an hour. And she said, well, you're going to walk me down to the bus, right? I said, yep, 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 oh, yep. okay. Yeah, sure. We get a block and a half into this walk of, of about six blocks, and I'm wind. She goes, are you, you're seriously winded from oh, walking me to the no. bus as I'm about to run 26 miles? Oh, that's funny. And I said, I, I love you too, babe. Go get them. Yeah, go, good luck to you. I'll see you either tomorrow or at the finish I'm line. I'm going back to bed now. <laughs> People always say, like, the elation that you receive when you, you cross the finish line, Every time I've ever crossed the finish line, it's like, oh, why, why did I do that? It's never a feeling of, like, I'm excited. Right. I just think, why did I do that? Plus, it hurts. It's, oh. it's a dangerous sport, actually. Uh, next up on the list of the most underrated beer cities, and I am not a fan, Miami, Florida. Not a fan of <gasps> that it. city. Do you really? Oh, my God. I love it. I, I, I like uh, other parts of Florida. Fort Myers, chief, mm-hmm. chief among mm-hmm. them. I love that city. Miami, no thank you. Oh, it's it's a really weird feeling there. It's just a whole different vibe. I, we were there. We were at this one restaurant, and I had a group of buddies who were down there for a bachelor party, right? And mm-hmm. we're all kind of getting crazy. And our waitress proceeds to get hammer drunk, fired, and then comes and hangs out with us at our table. Shut the front so, door. So I mean, she and she is a train wreck. I mean, just out of control. <laughs> so she's standing on our table, like pulling the chandelier down, and the the manager comes over and says. If she pulls that off, you're responsible for that. You're I said, kidding me. No. And I looked at him, and, and I'm sober, and I looked at him, and I said, you've got to be kidding. Drag her out of here. We don't care. She's your train wreck that she dumped. you dumped on our table. Right. And you think if we're going to be responsible for this chandelier, if she, you know, she's literally swinging from the chandelier. Wow. Like, just a crazy person. And just the way he is like, you're going to be responsible. Like, dude. 
there's not a chance we're paying anything. In fact, we should ask you to comp our old because she's like kicking over our food and like what is going on here? Wow! It was a, it was we had a, a story. I was in there for that particular time. We were there for like four days, and it's the only time in my life where I said. I feel so horrible. I think I need another drink. Like my body was like <laughs> shutting down. And the only thing I could think of is like, but if you just give it one more drink, maybe you'll probably you'll be better. okay. And it was like, oh, I have to stop. But I probably quit drinking for two years after that. I don't oh know. my oh, goodness. It was hard. Well, and I guess my only, well, no, I've, I've, I've been there more than once, but I was just there back in February for Super Bowl weekend. Remember? I, did I? Yep. yep okay. Yep. So, and I had to work a couple of events and that was not fun. Because these were people that um, were very well off, and they weren't very respectful. Yeah, a little, of little staff. entitled, okay. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's where I kind of went. Well, okay, um, you don't need to be a bleep hole. Uh, mm. You can still be a decent person. Yeah. Um, even though you're not we're paying here, for just, anything in here. Yeah, just we're celebrating. It's right. okay. So yeah. that that probably is what ruined my perspective of that city. But the other towns that I worked in, I worked in Tampa uh, the day of the game, and mm. in Orlando, it was great. They were they were cool. They were also fans. They weren't what this particular this crowd a, was. One, but okay, one of those parties. I yeah. just felt like a lot of that city is phony as you know it what. It is. Some beautiful people, though. Boys well, and girls. Course. Just yeah. everybody looks good. Yeah. I was, I was, I'm going to tell you the story. I'm not going to share any names. But I was in the bathroom at the Clevelander, and that's just this Shut outside. Up. That's where I worked. Okay. Okay. Good. You yeah. know. Yeah. Just so I, I was outside, and I, I went inside to the bathroom. Okay. And I'm sitting there using the urinal, and these two guys are like, "Hey, man, how you doing?" And they're like, "Hitting me in the back, like." You know, like, hit me on the shoulders in the bathroom. I'm like, uh, gentlemen, I'm doing all right. You know, I, di- I didn't really get it. So I, I come out of the bathroom, and I'm telling my buddy, he's like, that was so weird. Like, there's guys in oh, the bathroom no. just hanging out. And another one of my kind of buddies that I know just happens to be a deviant drug addict. Just a, <laughs> He's a very, very nice guy, but he just is a deviant drug addict. So he goes into the bathroom, and as I'm telling the story to my friends— I see this kid come out of the bathroom, arm in arm with these two guys, and he says, I found my drug hookup, <laughs> screams it across the bar. And I was like, oh, my God, you're not going places. Are you leaving this place with them? Sure enough. We're going to find him with a, you know. I, I, I said, yeah, we're going to find him dead on the side of the road. Although they were gentlemen when I was in the bathroom. They were very kind to me. You know, the guys have, but I had no concept. Like, I'm that far away from that. You know, uh-huh. that it, this guy was an acquaintance that I knew that the other buddy that sure. knew this. He wasn't like, he's not oh my best my friend, right? Doesn't even live in Minnesota. But I just started laughing. I was like, I'm so oblivious to someone trying to sell me drugs because I've never done it. It's never my thing. And he goes in there and he's like, oh my God, I finally found people who could sell me drugs. I'm like, oh, gross. Oh my Weirdos. Uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, okay, Columbus, Ohio, eh. Birmingham, Alabama, never been, uh, Missoula, Montana, oh, which yeah. is absolutely gorgeous, Beautiful. okay, Kettle House, Drought Works, which I actually have heard of, and Bairn Brewing Company, Greenville, South Carolina, uh, Lubbock, Texas, Ann Arbor, Michigan, and that is all for this I mean, that's list. a college town. How can you not be? Oh, yeah, yeah. Texas Tech, right? Well, Isn't no, Ann, Ann Arbor. Well, sure, Ann Arbor, yeah, Michigan, yeah. duh. But I think I, Lubbock, I'm Texas unsure, is... like, are there too many breweries now? Yes. Yeah, it's just getting confusing. Well, I would right? think so, right? I mean, you, you saw a lot, you know, a lot of them didn't make it through the pandemic. We should know? go deep. We should bring... Um, you know Tom and Ryan from Elevated. Yeah, back in That's a and great just point. And, and give us a status idea. report. Yeah, because we haven't really done a deep dive into the beer industry in this town for a long time. Mm-hmm. And I know there must be new breweries open. Every time I go to a brewery around here, 
I mean, it's busy. Like, it's busy even during COVID. It's, it's busy. funny you say that. I'm trying to remember the last time I was at a brewery because it's... Didn't well, you go well, to... Well, didn't you do besides, something in Carver? Wasn't there a Carver Brewing? It didn't, isn't that opening? Am I making that up? Oh, no. Uh, you're thinking of uh, Chanhassen. Chanhassen, okay. They opened one. It's actually a really cool spot. It's right... It's where the old Perkins used to be, which, by the way, I didn't know Perkins stopped being a thing. Are you aware of this? I, I think... Did are all no? There's still some because I I yeah, noticed still some. that the the one in Chanhassen is mm-hmm. now the Chanhassen Brewery, which is a great spot by the way. If you're in that area, it's a really cool spot. Do they still sell that skillet thing, which is pretty good? Don't they have those no, big they, skillets? No, they okay. they don't. But the one in Mankato, I, I was in Mankato the other day. The one in Mankato, right on 169, that one also closed. Really? And as a guy that spent. Many a Saturday night slash early Sunday mornings at that Perkins after no, you know, being overserved at the oh. bars. I was kind of shocked because it's a college town. Like I, maybe one franchisee had ten of them or something because the one in Arden Hills oh, now became sure. they're ripping it down and it's, and they did have some of the best property in a lot of towns, right? Because they would go into a smaller town, take True. kind of the primary corner. They're probably going to all be end up being Walgreens. Okay. Walgreens will always buy the best corner in every town, right? Because my dad and I, uh, we had a funeral of a few weeks ago, so my dad and I went out for dinner at a the Perkins in Fairville, so I know that one still mm-hmm. exists, but I, I was kind of shocked by that. How was it? That. Was it uh, decent? Did he get... <laughs> remember he had a burger and i can't even remember what i had. I haven't been to perkins for anything besides breakfast food in a long long, long I do time love breakfast food my dearly departed grandma is just one of the sweetest women in the world mm-hmm. but she could be a little tough and i remember we were there shortly before she passed away and she Are gets you blaming ba- perkins on her death yeah well no no but <laughs> we we went there and she she gets bacon, and I'm not talking ill of her. It's just funny because she says, this bacon's not nearly cooked enough. This, How could you serve this to me? And she Ooh, sends she it back. she likes it crispy. Right? Yeah. Then she gets it, and she goes, how do you expect me to eat this bacon? It was like, wake up, and I just turned to the waitress, and I said, charge us for both bacons, please. Yes, <laughs> We're good to mind, go. <laughs> I don't mind paying for both. <laughs> it was so funny. Uh, I did have an email from someone that I wanted to get to. Oh, but first, let's 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 uh, remind our friends of our, our, uh, of our friends, excuse me, at Harmony Spirits. Home of the new Harmony Killabrew. Harmony Killabrew drink. I'm sure they're going to love that, by the way. It's got to be at least a drink. But stop in at their beautiful tasting room that's down there in Harmony, Minnesota. Please let them know that you heard about it on the Weekly Scramble with Reavers. And also continue to go into your liquor store and ask for the Harmony brand by name. Um, I had some of the uh, the bourbon the other week, Michael. Oh. I, I know you're bummed out that you missed out on I the, really am. the handcrafted cocktails. Uh, but they do such a great job, and they're such great people, and uh, they make wonderful products. So please continue to ask for the Harmony brand by name. We would greatly appreciate it. So we got another Kolachki email. Okay. Are you ready for do this? Do they like our State Fair idea? Uh, this one is from Sharon, and she absolutely loves the State Fair idea. Let's hear it. Um, so she says, hey, Chris, uh, I've been listening to you and Mike the last couple of scrambles, and the conversation was about Kolachkis. Uh, I have an aunt from Union Hill. Okay. Tell me where Union Hill is. I have no idea. <laughs> Where's Union Hill? It's a suburb of New Prague. Oh, I had no idea. Right Never there on it. Highway 19. Okay. I've played many a town ball game. Sounds gorgeous. Here's why Union Hill rocks. It's one of my favorite uh, <laughs> ballparks. Mike, the, the left field wall is a guy's barn. Oh, really? That's that's how cool oh, that, that field is. Anyway, so I have an aunt from Union Hill, and she made the kolachkis with prunes or dates. Anyhow, my husband and I were traveling in Texas because she heard about our conversation about Kolachki's in Texas, mm-hmm. uh, in Texas recently, and stopped at a Safeco, Safeco uh, store slash gas station right off the freeway. 
They had many different kinds of kolachkis, and we had the bacon cheeseburger kolachki, as well as the cream cheese and apple kolachkis. I didn't know cream cheese and the kolachki was a thing, but now I really desperately want one. You know, I, I looked this, because you spelled it for me. Spell it one more time for she me. She also said, great idea about selling uh, at the State Fair. Best of luck, Sharon. Spelled uh, Klotchke. Well, it's spelled two different ways. It's spelled, I looked it up, it's spelled like 58 different ways. Well, and No I, one knows how I to spell it. I think it's territorial. So I know here the spelling is K-O-L-A-C-H-K-Y. That's the, that's the, the okay. Minnesota spelling. But in Texas, they spell it with an E instead of a Y. It's the the spellings are all over the board. Okay, I don't think anyone really knows because I have C O L with a line through the middle of the L. Well, the Bohemians we like to just throw in vowels randomly at, at certain different points. You know, we just like to throw in different. Okay, because uh, I, I have K O L A C H E. Yes. K O L A C K Y. Well, you better get a handle on it if you're going to open up a booth. At I'm going to have to Fair. understand that. You know, as I look at them, they do look like something that would one fit on a stick. Yes. And two, give you plenty of options to put things inside of, right? I mean, you could do sweet, savory, salty, whatever you want. How does how does Sushray use this computer during the show? <laughs> Little back, this thing is that I've never seen a computer this low. We're in the highest tech mm-hmm. podcast center in the Twin Cities. Think of who uses that on a daily okay, basis, so, and then I think that will answer okay, your question. Okay, so he's not being stymied by this. N- well, no, but... I every day when I come in here, it's hey, will you, hey, will you, you know, oh really? To the point okay. where I just, you know, I'm I'm just prepared for it when I walk when I, or excuse me, when he when he walks in the door. That's one of my favorite things that he does on the show when he gets mad when you can hear him just getting <laughs> pissed and he says Reavers. Google that, and then he says, "Here's what you put into Google." Like, thank you, Joe. I had no idea how to figure out who the 54 World Series winners yeah, were. You just have to humor him at yeah, times. That that's that's takes my care favorite. It's like, yeah, I think Reavers has Googled a thing or two uh, today. I'll just say, "Oh, okay, okay, yeah." That's, that's me, how I yeah, do Joe, it. tell me exactly what. Or I, when he gives out the address with all of the, um, you know, the, the W's and all the T's, W and the, W and W, the w slash. Yes. Yeah. Did you run by the theory of why he can't write an eight? Did that ever come up? You oh, to, it did. Uh, it was. It was. Am I? Right? I, I forgot to mention this to you. Uh, I think it was last week. Whenever you told me about mm-hmm. that, I thought I'm going to talk to Joe. And I said, uh, Mike has a theory on why you can't draw the number eight because in golf, and you're a big, you're an avid golfer. Uh, writing the number eight is 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 subject to shame. Yeah, it's horrible. You go to the box, it's a snowman, and you yeah. feel you you feel shame. And he said, Mike might be right. See? Yeah, yeah. I've seen him golf. He's gotten a couple eights. <laughs> I'm going to tell you. <laughs> I've only golfed with him. One time, it was when we did, we used to, for a couple of years anyway, uh, we used to go up to Craigan's Resort. Oh, Dutch, that's Dutch great, Craigan, great, great guy, yeah, family-owned resort yeah. right on Gull Lake, mm-hmm. um, gorgeous part of the state. And um, it was, we would always help kick off the golf opener. So what, what, what is that, like typically the first weekend of May, I'm, yeah, I'm just probably, pulling yeah. something out of my rear Especially end. up there, yeah. So we would go up there, we would do the shows on Friday. We would spend the night. They would put us up for both nights if we wanted, yeah. or if we just wanted to stay Friday night too, wh- wh- whichever. Um, they were always super accommodating. And then if you wanted, they would get you a tea time Saturday morning. Well, of course, Joe was, wanted to go. Yeah. And I said, well, I won't let him go by himself. I'll, I'll go golfing with the mayor. <laughs> and But they put us on. 
I mean, because the tea time started at eight, and they said, "Well, you got to get here before the people that actually paid." Oh, okay. So you got to be here at seven thirty or whatever just to get out and beat the crowd. And I'm thinking, I don't want to golf that bad that yeah. I got to get up on a Saturday at you know five forty five or whatever I got to do. But anyway, so I went out there and. Um, I'm not very good at golf. Mm-hmm. I can hit it a mile. So I you're, just have, you're a talented athlete. I just so, yeah. have no idea where the I, I was. Uh, I just have no idea where the damn ball's going. Okay. So I remember. Uh, well, I better hit some on the driving range. So I pull up and there I see Joe and got a big old garbage bag full of golf balls. <laughs> he said, "What? What? What's? What's this here? What's this here?" And I said, "Well, no, I just thought I'd." I basically bought them at a, you know, a, I think I bought them at a second swing or a <laughs> play it again sports the night before or the day before, right? Just a random bag of golf balls. Uh, oh, good. But it was every shot I took. It was, well, we got to fix that. Oh, yeah. He yeah. can't just let something go. No. He just no. can't do it. So that was, it was, it was a long run. Well, that's funny that, that you're either a golfer or you're not. And you can tell by the story you told about being up at 730, right? You yes. didn't want to wake up. Real golfers, people who love golf, can't sleep the night before if their tea time's early. Like if I have an early tea time, really, I'll wake up in the middle of the night. 15 Are you afraid times. you're going to oversleep? I'm afraid I'm going to miss my tea time. Really, it's just like the same as when you have a flight early in the morning. Do, do you have that? Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. that's the exact. I'll, I'll dream all night about my tea times. In fact, when I fly, if I can help it, I try not to get an early morning flight because it just because of that it. reason. Yep, yep. You know, because same time. Why I don't do early tea times? A lot of times, what I would do is if. For instance, um, I'm trying to think of the last time I flew with my family. It was probably a, a couple of years ago when we went, went out to San Diego. And I remember I had I was bartending the night before. Mm-hmm. So I booked such an early flight, I just went straight just stayed, to the airport. Stayed up. And okay. I just stayed up, yeah, um, which okay. actually was great because then I slept for a little bit on the plane and then we landed and we're good to go. Um, That's the way to do it. Oh, Honey, I'll meet you at the plane. Grab the kids. But if you – actually, I, I made her come get me. Um, oh, good. I'm good. <laughs> drive to downtown yeah, Minneapolis yes. on a Saturday yeah. night you know, with, with the kids. 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. Um, but the only trouble with that is if you end up sitting next to someone that's either loud or a child that's loud, mm-hmm. then you're screwed Yeah, because you won't be able to sleep. Because no. I already have a difficult time sleeping on planes. But anyway, we really... Uh, <laughs> We went to some we should have called this today. the weekly digression because we really <laughs> we did. You're right. Speaking of that, um, Joe and I were talking about this. This this didn't come up on the show, but did you see the story? As a guy that has uh, recently gone through this type of transition, mm-hmm. did you see the story of the startup company in uh, where was this? I think it was California because uh, this was out of the San Francisco paper. Just days after receiving a $750 million cash infusion, a tech startup that Forbes branded in October as a unicorn valued at $7 billion <laughs> laid off hundreds of employees over Zoom. You're kidding. I am not kidding. It was, I think, 9,000 employees Ooh. on a what, Zoom What call. kind of company was it? It was a, a tech startup. Uh, I'll, I'll see if I can. Things are going here. crazy. Although, in all fairness to them, they probably don't have an office, and everybody is around the United States on Zoom. How else are you going to talk to them? Better.com, a digital mortgage lender with offices in Oakland. Sorry, laid off nine hundred, not nine thousand. Okay. I'm sorry, laid off nine hundred employees uh, weeks before Christmas on a mass Zoom call. Only those being laid off were invited. It is a stark title shift. Da, 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 da. That is so tacky. That better.com sounds like 
anything that happened in the dot-com bubble, doesn't it? Yes. Like everything that went, I was like, oh, remember, you know, uh, AskJeeves.com, and then boom, it's gone two days later. Remember I mean, maybe MySpace? My, oh, I think MySpace should come back. I don't think. That. I really, I think we're ready to jettison Facebook and, and start up MySpace well, again. Well, what's his name? Just, you know, left Twitter, Jack Dorsey. He Did he? I didn't a, even know that. With a healthy check, I'm sure he got to, to walk out I the door. I wonder what that's going to do to but Twitter. At, at what point, though, with, whether you're Dorsey or Zuckerberg or any of these guys, take the check and run. At some point in time, I mean, in I know this is going to sound a little weird, but Elon Musk was kind of right. He's like, he doesn't have billions of dollars sitting in there. He might be worth $150 billion. It's all in his company stock. Until he sells that stock, he doesn't have the money, right? He doesn't well, he get the money. Some. Does he? He doesn't take a salary. I mean, obviously he has some, but he doesn't take a salary. So he's not getting paid a check. And, you know, he has to, he has to, and then if he sells stock, he needs to report that he sold it. Then everybody loses their mind that he reports it. I think he was brilliant when he said, hey, I'll put up a Twitter uh, thing, and it, if you want me to sell $10 billion worth of stock, I'll do it. I'll take it on your vote. If you guys vote yes, I'll do it. If not, I won't. I mean, that's pretty so are gutsy. You, are you trying to say we should maybe start a, a campaign food drive for Elon Musk? I'm not saying he's hurting, but I think if he doesn't <laughs> sell the stock, if Dorsey doesn't sell Twitter stock, he doesn't get that money, right? I see what you're saying. Right. It's. I mean, he might. He, he might have... Hundreds of millions, but he doesn't get the 150 billion unless he sells all out of his. See, stock. I would just say take the money while you can, unless it's just completely ego driven, where you just want to be the guy that's running this company that's controlling whatever they're controlling. Yeah, you know what I I'm mean, saying? They, they do have a lot of power. Yes, right? they do. I mean, it's pretty uh, cool. Anything else you want to clear off your plate there before we wrap things up, Michael? Reavers, I think this is the best show we've ever done. You think so? Yeah. That's high we, praise. You know, do, do, uh, uh, I'm going to go digression, right? Howard Stern, mm-hmm. when you listen to Howard Stern, there's all those other ancillary shows yeah. about the Howard Stern show. Sure. And we are kind of like an ancillary show about Garage Logic. We kind of are. And we perform that a little bit today. We we kind of dig up some of the dirt behind the scenes that's not brought up on the show. Yeah. Like, I kinda, I kinda Joe like never mentions that. that he has works in front of a computer that can barely... Get Google on it. <laughs> well, I don't think having the mayor explain technology would be a really good source of content <laughs> for any any show. Well, whatsoever. Reavers, you're the best. Thank you, Michael. Uh, please do us a favor, rate and review the show on wherever you listen to this show. Apple, Spotify, Podcast One, whatever the case might be. It helps others find the show. And uh, please do us a favor and rate and review that. That would be spectacular. For Mike Fratelloni, my name is Chris Reavers. We will talk to you again next week. Until then, cheers.